know why I just felt compelled to say the first is Palpatine is skinny. Start your satellite engines. It's time for RuPalp's Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. And welcome to the three-episode premiere of Andor. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on social media anywhere at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is sad but hot. Hot loner Cassie Andor because that was my so, first thought when I when the show began. <laughs> so, so true. The du- it truly is the duality of man. No, I like. I'm gonna be real. I didn't find Diego Luna all that attractive when I saw him in Rogue One. Like he was fine. I don't know what it was. You saying that during Latino Heritage Month? I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. He's just so hot in this show. <laughs> it's because his life is worse. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I truly don't. It's so dark for me. But watching this show, I realized I had this, like, not quite the same feeling because with what I'm about to mention, I didn't care about it as much. Um, hot take. I don't know why, but it's giving the Batman 2022. <laughs> okay, no, but you're so right. No, cause, no, cause it's true. Something the, is in, in the, the way. way. Yeah, that's exactly, you know what, I, you're saying what I was thinking. Not the Robert no. Pattinsonification. No, literally, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like the Riddler is going to appear. He's not is Cyril Karn, not the Riddler from a certain point. Of view. I mean, no. okay, no. I mean, Cyril yeah. Karn wishes he was the Riddler. When I first watched Rogue One with my older sister, and we saw Cassian, I also was like, oh, he's he's okay. Like, I I don't think he's like super attractive i mean he's like a, an attractive man but like he wasn't like my type you know so i was just like he's attractive but not really my type my older sister was like that man looks like shane from freaking <laughs> like ryan and shane like you know jen okay jen cassie and buzzfeed unsolved you no <laughs> <laughs> was just, so whenever i talk about cassie and my older sister is like oh latino shane i'm just like please don't fucking say that it's so dark. Shane Bidet going to heaven immediately. Hello. My name is Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is Martin Short. Is that his name? Steve Martin. Fuck! Give me a second. Give me a second. Give Your gender second. is Martin Short. Is that his name? Steve Martin. Fuck. I couldn't no, agree more. No, Your white not. people face blindness I'm is I'm sorry. So good. It's really hard. It's really hard. No, I respect that. My gender this week is Steve Martin in Star Wars. Um, You may say, what's all that about? Um, Cassian has that little friend, Brazos. Um, My first reaction was like, oh my God, just like in Only Murders in the Building. I hate hate to um, actually you, but his friend's name is Brasso. Fuck! (laughs) Um, But also, I do like the idea, because here's the thing. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, Mel and I have watched quite a lot of that show. And I think that the idea of Steve Martin just showing up, like, just not, like, just being, like, a guy, he's, like, I'm making a podcast right now, guys, he's the first in-universe Star Wars podcaster. (laughs) Okay, I don't know why, but I feel like Dr. Afra could also be a, could be a podcaster. Shelly Lona Afra alpha male podcast? She would. And all of her exes would be the, uh, would be the guests. And they'd be, like, why am I here? And she's, like, so I've started this thing called a podcast. And also, I, she's canonically a MILF enjoyer. That's true. I will That's say, true. my first thought when I saw Brasso was, I could fix him. He's very dilfy. I would make him a nice home-cooked meal when he got back from working in the mines. I was putting that out there. Okay. <laughs> who would have Who would have guessed? 
Also, I'm sorry, Whoa. this is unrelated to the roast that Claudia just, the burn, the chemical burn that Claudia just gave Noah. Um, For context, I got a chemical burn today. <laughs> sorry. Anyways, eh, making a joke about your chemical burn point is, I was, not that I was confused what they were doing, but when we see that scene where there are all the gloves on the wall, I was like, why are they bringing their gloves on? Like, if you're in the mice, don't you want okay. your gloves already on? And I was like, no. why just the gloves? Because they also, like, they also wear boots and stuff. Like, why specifically? And also, like, I, I need, Vibes. I'm like, they're not mining. Like, are, it's it's like a junkyard. Like, I need, I need facts. Guys, I need, I, what if? What if someone accidentally took your gloves one day and you're like, which one of you motherfuckers exactly. took my gloves? Exactly. Which one of you Mine's with these ones. My problem, here's my problem. I said the stupidest thing because I was like, oh, is Cassian going to the glove store? <laughs> <laughs> Cassian and his Mickey Mouse era. That's where the hidden Mickey is. <laughs> my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's fresh with a PH. And my gender this week is B2 is very crusty little white dog coated. <laughs> and I agree. Oh, I no. did. Like, God I will bless say, him. I, I, I love was, um... I love a crusty white dog. Like people joan on them. I think they're hilarious. I think they're adorable. And that's how I feel about B2. As I'm someone who has stand. two crusty little white dogs, I agree with you. I'm happy to see, Jess, we have solidarity in this. Love that. I was taking notes, and when B2 came on screen, it was like, ah, the fucked up little droid, followed by Cassian requires at least one gay little droid companion at all times, or he'll explode. <laughs> I did want to say that when he's like, did anyone come by the house last night? I wrote, house, babe, it's a shack, because I didn't know what it was yet. Every time that Noah says something like that, I'm going to accuse him of Latinophobia. <laughs> Wow, during Latino Heritage Month? Yeah. Wow, Look, Noah. Did you say that about my king? Hi, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Claudia Says. Um, my gender this week is the denim on denimification of Star Wars. Literally, the one thing that kept sticking out in my mind from this was like, they're wearing so much denim. And like, my partner Claire was like trying to describe it. It's like jeggings denim. Like, the little corporate cops they're wearing like all denim they're wearing like denim hats it's supposed to be camp and and this was my thing i was like is this show gonna have enough camp to make it star wars and at first i didn't think so and then i was talking to my friend roslyn um who also got some early screeners for this and she was like no but the camp is the cops and i was like that's the darkest sentence you've ever said um but it's true um little little mr javert over there kyle solar's character what the no, fuck is his name i was literally no cyril i was one my gender was almost virgin javert <laughs> um <laughs> but rolling stone did steal our joke because they they said that and i was like oh my god he he's in his javert era where um i was like why are they javert so much- if you will sorry no literally and it's not just the cops though like there's so much denim and i'm like damn like lucasfilm like they really popped off with all the details in the background and then suddenly suddenly everyone's wearing jeans and you know what that's very star wars to me because if you know little fun facts about about the star war you know that like luke skywalker at one point he just wears like washed out levi's like you know what it's very on point anyway all the denim it just makes me laugh okay i'm have you considered though that this corporation is just partner with wrangler 
Like Absolutely. this is just the materials that they have available. They have a, <laughs> they is, have a partnership with Levi's. This is the the Levi Target Pride collection. <laughs> no. They're cops. Are we for saying cops. that that little cop bitch is gay? <laughs> are you saying he's not? <laughs> There's, he has a no. the blue flag, but it's just the blue on the pride flag. He's no, obsessed with Cassian already. So his boss is like, "Did you modify your outfit?" And I'm like, "Did you go home and ham sew on a new patch?" Oh my <laughs> god! Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is: there are some who call me Tim. Well done. The Monty Python girlies. Well done. So true. Also, Tim. I can't remember. I can't believe I I couldn't remember his name was Tim. And then I thought you guys were fucking with me when I was like, what's his name again? You guys were like, it's Tim. And I was like, no, that can't be right. No, no, it's right. The scream I uttered, the sound I made when the subtitles came on and said Tim and it was spelled with two M's. I was like, I. That's such stupid bullshit. I was like, I'm going to do something drastic. Yeah, when he came on, they're like Tim. I was just like Tim. This motherfucker's name is Tim with two M's. I hate you, Star Wars. Tim with two M's versus Luke with two U's. Stop. So a Tim with one M is somewhere out there, and he's the clone. You're so right, Claudia. I wanted to call him a fucking incel, but that's not true. Yeah, he canonically fucks. Yeah, I hated that. I was like, Dick Snar. So I mean, I guess that we get in the episode there. Yeah, so Andor as a show does canonically fuck. Um, Tim's like, welcome home, cheater. I'm gonna <laughs> bat out your boy. That shit was absolutely so fucking funny. I don't know how that scene was meant to play, but I was laughing my ass up. She's no. like, am I too late? Bitch, what are we doing? She literally said, you up. Like, she did the Star Wars equivalent of you up. She was like, your light was on. What? <laughs> How could you see? Do you guys think Bix would be on a call her daddy style podcast? No, don't insult her. Actually, Ollie, that's Latinophobia. I'm checking you for that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. No. Guys, the White Host are going out one by one. (laughs) Claudia, Claudia, the call is coming from inside the house. I will say right off the bat, like starting this show aesthetically, I was absolutely like so thrilled. I will say my immediate couple thoughts on it where it actually felt like a, like a classic sci-fi. Like if, yeah. in a way that I think a lot of Star Wars doesn't. Um, I love the weird fucked up bubbles in that city. I was like, this is very slay. I love the set. I also love a low light neon bar. I was like, I like Tron. I enjoyed that movie. I'm here for what's going on right now. They were like, yeah, let's do a Blade Runner 2049 brothel. Fuck it. I was like, okay, all right. And here's um, the thing. I'm entertained by it. I was yeah. thrilled. For the girlies who like The Expanse, we won. We won. Cause, uh, so I, true. This was very Expanse coded. Yeah. Well, and I. this is my, this is kind of my overall, I don't know if it's an issue or if it's a good thing. That's kind of my issue is like, um, I believe firmly that Star Wars is fantasy, so when it veers really hard into sci-fi, which I also like, but for different reasons, I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Um, so far, it's very good. I just want to know, like, like, okay, what what's making this still Star Wars? Um, I don't mind, it, I, and this is why it's like it's gonna be. I think overall, especially since we have three episodes at once, like it's gonna be really hard to talk about this show without having like a full season to talk about. Because I'm like. 
so far it is feeling very hard sci-fi and that's weird for me for star wars it's not a bad thing but it is weird i'm like okay so like why did we make what was the reason for making this a star war other than like money um <laughs> um i i mean i get that but also at least for me i felt it was very refreshing because it didn't feel like like yeah. when i say it doesn't feel like star wars i don't know i don't really know if star wars has like a feeling that i can pinpoint but i would say that a lot of the like harder sci-fi elements and also I didn't realize how much I wanted media that had no Jedi in it until I'd watched three episodes and heard nary a single mention of a lightsaber. I was like, wait, why am I kind of healed by this? Like, I don't know. I just, I really don't talk about the bad batch. No, I I mean, I will say, I think it's interesting that you say like, there's no Jedi when like in episode three, Comac Vitus does run out of the get woods out. and start get out. working <laughs> on done. Stellan Skarsgård's character. Like, Ed okay, breaks the fourth he, wall, like, flee he's back. He's not a Jedi anymore. He's left He's left the Order. So Spoilers there are no from Jedi Midnight Horizon. So, okay, yeah, interesting. As if we don't talk about that every episode. Well, my thing is also, like, Rogue One is a really good example. Obviously, we have Vader at the end. That's different. But, like, most of Rogue One, we don't have Jedi. It's very, again, this, like, grounded sort of thing. But for me, it still, like, brings the magic of star wars in some way like you see like Jin's family they believe in the force but they don't like they're not force users we have like chirrut and all that kind of stuff whatever and it's about like faith because and i'm like what will be interesting to me with this show is how will we show the magic without having magical people which i think is a really cool thing when, that they do like that's fun to see in the high republic when we have characters who are not jedi and that kind of thing i think that will be very interesting uh, to me um because i still think like you can still bring that without having actual magic users that will be kind of something i'm waiting for yeah i, I tend to agree i think that like when when star wars veers away from its like look at like force users and people who believe in the force it does lean more into the sci-fi like like this is how this system works in place like i I think a lot because i honestly and i i hate to do it because i feel like you know i mean it's in character bringing up the high republic this show has felt very much like the parts that affy hollow has in into the dark of like okay here's the day-to-day life here's the systems at play here's the corporate like bullshit that is happening or out of the shadows even or out of the shadows yeah exactly like the stuff with with sylvester's family and amongst other things um even though i feel like that kind of viewers even like more towards like westerny vibes but i think that's just because jordana is like well i think that's sheriff. another thing is star wars is also a western often so and this is very very specifically sci-fi um and i think that's why i did it compared to the expanse because the expanse is not only sci-fi it is also space opera um so it's i'm gonna be like okay what makes this still space opera even if we're leaning towards sci-fi well, and I would say, too, the reason I'm I'm happy that it feels a bit more, like, grounded in, in hard science fiction is because I think the story that they're attempting to tell about these characters would be kind of watered down if it was in any other way. Like, I think the best parts of Rogue One are the fact that the characters feel very human and they're just experiencing this really big kind of upsetting, insane world. And so far, at least aesthetically, that's what I've been getting from Andor is, like, I don't, I don't even really know how to describe what's different about it, but it feels very fresh to me, and I, I really enjoy that. Something that I commented, I believe, in episode, like, the beginning of episode three, is that the pacing feels a lot like a novel to me. Like, 
I, and I think that this is something that happens. And honestly, I feel like we lose this, but with this like 12 episode vibe, like, like the, with the 12 episode structure that we can get that we don't have in a lot of the other, like in any of the other Disney plus shows is that telling a linear story, but in a way that includes a lot of multitudes and includes flashbacks and includes different perspectives. It feels very much like a novel, which I am a really big fan of. I personally think that between like 12 and 16 episodes is a really good place to have a TV show. So I'm really excited that it, it like it's obvious that they have a little bit more time to play. Like I definitely feel like we're getting a lot of character building scenes that we would not have gotten otherwise. And I feel like that might be kind of why I'm like getting a much different vibe from this than I did from a lot of other at least the other shows and definitely the movies but also because it's a show so it's you know i think another reason why this feels like different is it also has like a more darker serious vibe than like let's say like the mandalorian or like book of boba fett or even like obi-wan kenobi they still like even though there was like serious moments could like have like these light-hearted moments and so far in andor it's been pretty serious still the beginning of the show starts off within like 10 minutes cassian has already killed two people so and they're in a like, brothel oh, like oh yeah and they're in a brothel too so it's just like oh shit to be fair there's the stuff with the there's this there's like they have a little bit of the stuff with the with the the droid and also, like, that's kind of funny. And also all of fucking Javert's co-workers being like, dude, shut the fuck up. I thought that was kind of funny, but. No, I agree completely. I think that, like, it really set the tone having Cassian be like, I'm going to kill two people. Diego Luna was acting his ass off because when he kills that first guy and he's like, no, he's not. He's faking it. He's faking it. I'm like, oh, he is in his crazy era. So like, he good. is having an issue. Is he supposed to be like 21? He is. He's supposed to be like 21 the years fact old. That we're he's all like, technically oh. older than Cassian. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, putting the beard on him was a good choice in making him look younger. Which, because I feel like normally that works the other way, but I'm like, Diego Luna, first of all, I do think looks fabulous for his age, but he is like 42, right? So like, I think covering up some of his more like aged features was a good choice. I actually really liked how they start out with him basically having to like backhandedly kill a bitch because uh, that is how Rogue One starts. It starts with Cassian having to like make this tough call. Um, and, and Tony Grover, I think, has even talked about like, hey, like, we started it out to be like Cassian, you know, he he has to do things that he doesn't like for the rebellion. And I was like, oh, it's like poetry rhymes love. Like, and this is this thing is like in the press and like we're going to talk about it today, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of like, oh, it's very different when really there's a lot of elements that are very Star Wars. Like there's a funny little droid and like it's, all, it's like poetry rhymes and there's a lot of commentary on imperialism. I was like, yeah, it's still very, it's still very thematically and thematically a star war it just feels different i agree um that is to say this is another thing that this reminded me of was um i don't know how many of the of the girlies in here have read a new dawn which is kanan and Hera's book where they they meet one another that book also has a lot of things to say about like capitalism and bureaucracy as a tenet of fascism and so i I think those are actually the two most comparable of like because that book right. felt like there was so much talking about like the corporations. You know, Kanan fucks. is a minor. Kanan and his international yeah. workers of the world era. Like, no. <laughs> I think he's an, I think he's an adult in that book. I can't with you. Boo. 
tomato, tomato. I, I, but you bring, but now you bring up something important is that like I think another piece of this that I was like, okay, pop off with this considering this is a Disney product. Star Wars has a lot of commentary on imperialism, but it's not often that they make commentary about capitalism. I would say the Clone Wars sometimes gets into it a little bit when we get into like the some of the well, usually it involves like a crime syndicate. This time around, they're like corporations are bad and they do uphold fascism and here's how they're directly connected and i was like okay all right they're going there i was like oh we're, we're doing something very specific here all right this is something that i really um found very interesting is i feel like there's a lot of like it, it was almost like a like a takes elements from like cyberpunk in the yeah. sense that it's about like oh this is a future or wherever in this case it's not a future it's like a different world but this is a situation in which um and the cyberpunk genre, I mean, um, where it takes influence in saying, like, corporations have moved past the point, not that they ever really are, but have moved to a point where it is solely about consumerism and it is solely about furthering the corporation and it does not have any interest for the workers. Um, it's very much this this theme, um, as well as some of the creatures in episode one, very much giving Borderlands. So I was like... I was getting that vibe and then just now while we were talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like that's why it feels different. It feels almost like a, like a, it's almost giving like post-apocalyptic vibes, like TV shows that have a, well, a like a, a post-apocalyptic like, or like corporatization, a well, dystopian, thank you. Well, but the thing is, and this is an original George thing where he said the Empire era and the original trilogy era is supposed to feel post-apocalyptic. So, so one could, like, one could argue like, this is in it is this is Star Wars as it is meant to be felt. So that's probably why it's kind of slapping. I would also say one of the things that I think sort of cements the tone of the show, like Jess was talking about it being more serious, is like I think this is one of the first times in a Star Wars show where when a character has died or gotten killed, I'm like, oh, that actually mattered. There was some weight to that. Like we see a lot of like, you know, Even mindless Tim. <laughs> Fuck him. We see, like, a lot of, like, mindless murdering of stormtroopers and stuff, which is fine and good. But, like, I don't know. The thing about this show, opening with Cassian being, like, visibly fucked up about the fact that he just had to kill two guys who were trying to kill him and that starting, like, a, a cascading chain of consequence. I was like, okay, I was not expecting that whatsoever, but I'm very here for it. I really enjoyed it. Fern, um, I can't remember their username anymore. They've described Star Wars before as, like, hope punk. And I think that that genre wise perhaps is what is so different about this is that we don't have that same level of hopefulness yet i think that the the, the con the conceit of this show is cassian becoming the person we see in rogue one obviously and so like right now he's just like i'm much like Jin Erso, keeping my head down just trying to move on through the world and i think getting involved in the rebellion is going to help him kind of come to this like oh like worker of the, workers of the world unite you have nothing left to lose but your chains i'm so excited for cassian to be handed a copy of karl marx's collected works yeah he's actually <laughs> i he's actually like i have read marx and angles i was gonna make a joke about throwing a copy of the wretched of the earth at cassian while he's walking down the street so true <laughs> Okay, Cassian reading Fanon, so true. So true. Here you true. go, King. Pick it up. Let's go. Um, when you were talking about cyberpunk, I think something that's interesting is, like, we were kind of scared that this would happen in Obi-Wan Kenobi when they were like, look at this city with all its neon lights. And everyone was like, uh-oh, Star Wars with the Orientalism and the cyberpunk again. Oh, no. And then you guys tell me, because this isn't my lane, but, 
like i feel like they were like okay we're gonna do the cyberpunk with the neon lights the blade runner and we're gonna do all of it and i was like star wars which is the king of stealing orientalism and stealing i didn't see much of it here i was like interesting all right maybe we've learned from some of our mistakes it was quite i was like wow i tend to agree but there's the whole thing with like cassian's childhood like backstory stuff though let's discuss that shall we yeah yeah hmm. there's a, a lot mean, to unpack <laughs> i will say because i know my white opinion means a lot in this conversation that's a joke guys just so before you come for me i think that something going into this we do need to consider is framing um because i think like what happened was not framed to be a good thing yeah so i'm like i'm very interested to see how it's gonna play out and being like how are we going to dissect that because if he's looking for his sister like what's the what's like what it what is his relationship with marvel really like and what is he like how are we going to unpack that or is it going to be because this is more towards like as tony goroy has said like more towards an older audience is it going to be like no you have to you have to like have critical thinking as a viewer like i'm just interested to see how that gets unpacked it's it's interesting because what they're setting up is almost an adoptee story. And that actually is also very Star Wars. And so I'm, I, and it's hard, again, like we're going to talk about it a little bit, but like it is, there's a lot of stuff with this. And I think I feel like I'll keep saying that where it's hard to unpack it because we don't have all of it. And it's, I hate to say moving slowly I, and because it's not moving slowly per, like bad. I, I actually think it's, it's moving like it's it's slowly unfolding the petals at a good pace so it's hard to judge things however upon seeing that like a thing that they do in star wars is they'll have them speak an alien language that we don't know and they'll have someone else they'll either have to figure it out through context clues or they'll have someone translate the, it's the chewy thing and then this time around they were like what if we did that with brown humans and you're like oh i don't like that i don't like it at all um, I, I get why it's there for a storytelling convention, but it's bad and I don't like it. And then if and then we find out that he was why did he have to be stolen by a white woman? Ah, uh, hmm. I don't love that. It's not feeling good. But who knows? Who knows? It may be it may be unpacked, but it didn't feel good to watch. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I completely agree. As soon as as soon as we got the like pseudo first contact moment i was like oh it's gonna be dark especially why do you take the kid the kids why are they the ones who are doing this right now ah! yeah. i immediately was like oh oh it's gonna be so dark and then it was yeah like i think as a as a story of like first contact and then i think that what this is going to end up becoming just based on like what we've heard through press and just like i i just am taking into consideration like though the way that diego luna has talked about this character is a story about like being a migrant let that be through choice or not by choice um and like what that experience is being like a child who is taken from your culture and being raised and forced to live in a different one and pretending like that didn't exist and having to like reconcile with that it, well it's very interesting to me that you were talking about like they're doing kind of like a first contact sort of thing because what's implied is that this place was strip mined clearly during the Clone Wars or before. And the whole time I'm asking, where are their parents? 
um, we have a Lost Boys situation here. Where are their parents? Clearly it is recent, somewhat recent, that they have lost the rest of their people and they are all kids. Um, but they have had no contact really. Like, they so like, but they've had no contact really with like the separatists who are the people who crashed there. If you guys didn't know, you saw the separatist symbol uh, or the Republic. Um, yeah, I just, uh, there was something about, well, there was also something in a recent interview that Tony Gilroy said, and this has always been my kind of my fear of like, I'm glad Diego Luna has been a part of it the whole time because like as a white guy conceptualizing this story when he, I don't, and this might not have been something he said. It was something that was paraphrased by Rolling Stone, but they were like, oh, to explain Cassian's accent. And I was like, okay, but we're in a, I mean, people have literally speak alien languages and have different accents in Star Wars, not just in all sci-fi, in Star Wars all the time with no explanation. Like, they had to think up, like, canon ways to explain why some people are British and some people aren't. Like, people have accents literally all the time. Yeah, and like the Twi'leks with the French. Yeah, I was like, I was like, because they're from different planets. Like... Why did there need to be an explanation other than he's just from a different place? So true. Followed by unrelated. I do need to talk about real quick the Irish representation and Tim. <laughs> yeah. What was that all about? What, what After the queen dying right now in this political landscape, maybe we should have thought about how we represent Irish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was Scottish. Oh, see, I thought it was an Irish accent. Yeah. I oh, was no. About to say, oh, like, no. I'm going to get canceled. Mel, Mel. Mel. Cause, no, because here's something else. Like four times while we were watching, while we were watching together, I said, oh, Scottish representation. Okay. Wow, you acknowledged so it. Mel is, you and so McGregor. Mel is, Mel is you not and McGregor's empowered as Scottish people. I'm sorry. Wow. No, wow. So okay. They did, they did make you and McGregor. He couldn't use his Scottish accent. So um, I'm so sorry. I'm so hateful. Something something that I will say completely separate, just a note. When Marva is like, when Marva and Clem are like, oh, Marva's like, we need to take this this boy because the Republic's going to kill him because he just killed a Republic officer. Those were separatists. Girl, I'm what so are you confused. talking about? Because I'm like, was that, did she just not know? Was she, was it just a goof? Was it intentional? We'll see. I, well, and I would also say this um, in terms of like their relationship and how good or bad it is. Um, I did not get great vibes from them in episode two. When he's like, oh, oh, there's a notice over me. And she starts, like, basically freaking out. And I'm like, okay, freaking out is valid because, like, you know, he's going to get caught by this jean jacket operated corporation. <laughs> jean jacket. Um, <laughs> but just kidding. She would never. But my thing is, I'm like, I don't know. I think their vibes are kind of rancid in, a, in an interesting way. And I do want to see where it goes. I also think we might be putting the cart a bit before the horse there in terms of, like, you know, how does their relationship work? Is it good or bad? How is it framed? But I will say the biggest thing about like Cassie and growing up speaking a different language is I don't know why it would have been so troubling to just put the subtitles of what the language was saying. Like, I really, I obviously, you know, my opinion is literally dirt, but like, you know, I don't think I would have minded all that much. Like, you're like, okay, well, on this planet, they have the native language that they speak. But like, why did it just say like people talking? I'm like, you can tell us what they said. It's okay. Like, yeah, I kept wondering about that too. I was like, I wish they would tell us what they're fucking saying right now. It's, 
it's sort of like in movies where they're like two men speaking Arabic and they don't just say what the Arabic means. Like, I don't know why that's such a, a leap, but um, it, but I, it did irk me. It, I mean, it is a fundamental part of Star Wars and why Star Wars has been racist the whole time. Uh, that like from the beginning they have they've always done that whether it's been like alien languages that they were just straight up speaking Quechua or <laughs> uh, or like stuff like that they were like oh like a fundamental piece of Star Wars is like oh somebody speaks a droid language or they speak you know Shriwook or whatever and somebody else translates and you're like why are you enforcing xenophobia by the format of this story why also speaking about Marva when she just was like calling him a slut uh, I was like Okay, that's Latinophobia. All right, back off. I was like, we Vicks are not. Also, kind of called him a slut, though. I I was like, and why are we doing and the that's spicy lateral Latino violence? I was, I was like, I was like, you know what? It's it, I'll let it slide from her. But I was like, and why are we calling him a spicy Latino? Quickly, quickly. It's 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 sliding a li- it's sliding a little bit into the like Poe Dameron. Well, we had a weird backstory, and he was a drug smuggler before he was good, kind of thing. And I'm like. Eh. Stay away! Stop Star it. Wars, you're so close to beating the allegations. You're so <laughs> you are, close. You're on my shit list. That being said, um, his mom calling him a slut, it was kind of funny, though. <laughs> so when true. your mom and your friend call you a slut. <laughs> Getting slut-shamed by the community. I And I will say, only one of them said girls. So, let's think about that. Let's all say. And she said people. How many people have you told? Yeah, when when she's like, "You was, is she your girlfriend?" and he's like, "I don't have a girlfriend." I was like, "Gay." It's giving gay. <laughs> Unrelated, but somewhat related to that. Speaking, I guess, of just like other characters. One thing I'm already loving about this show is the depth I feel from pretty much every character that comes on screen. Like in a way that I don't think a lot of the side characters throughout the other shows have really gotten to be. Like you feel like in a, I feel like a lot of the extra cast. And the other ones have kind of just been like one note objects that are there to like push the plot along and then they disappear. And I really got the sense from these first three episodes, like these people have like inner worlds and their own lives that are like worth paying attention to. Like, yes, I would watch an ABC drama about Bix and what's his name? I'd be there for that. I'd be happy to watch. But like, I don't know, just like a lot of the ways that they act and that they interact with each other. I'm like, oh, y'all are actually human beings. That's so crazy. Even yeah. the cops. No. <laughs> I don't well, give the a cops fuck. can but act that's why like we people, hate them. but they're you've not heard people. it. You've heard it here first. Claudia believes cops Pro are cops. good people. No. <laughs> I, said wow. I, be- I said I believe they are people, but Claudia, I hate I, them. I can't believe that you have a Blue Lives Matter flag right behind Claudia, you. No. I want to I defend you because it's Latino Heritage Month, but also. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, Fallbite, can we just talk about that Cyril's little bestie? cop gentleman his name is linus <laughs> Goofy ass. why are you as an adult man named linus and you're a cop pick a struggle <laughs> you've got to pick a one i will say though kyle is kind of like acting his ass off because like this the scene where he's like crying because he's like oh my god i just got like kidnapped and then he's like oh my god guys we got him oh fuck no we didn't like that when Cassie, when he Cassie is, came he up behind him and he was like shitting himself i was like first of all i was like hello uh <laughs> to Cassie and, and, the, and then i was like both of them are acting their ass off here no because the way i was like this feels like a youtube prank that <laughs> 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 car comes down the road and all of them were like yo we got him and i'm like 
Are you serious? Are you guys, you guys got paid to, to understand the nature of things in a, in a high intense situation? That was yeah, the way I was just like, that is obviously a decoy and you're all fucking stupid. And then <laughs> he just fucking stands there like fucking shocked Pikachu for the rest of the, the last few minutes. No, so because why is he, he's posting to his YouTube channel later. He's like, I got duped by a decoy of Cassie Andor, a story time emotional, not clickbait. I fear, okay, no. You're going to tell me that Cyril Karn is not posting an apology video in a Grace hoodie sitting on the floor of his bedroom. He's like, hey guys, so we need to talk about this. This video is going to be a little bit, be a little no, bit more No, I don't think he's, apo- so. I don't think he's apologizing. He's, I think no, he's doing no, the Navy, Navy Seals copy pasta. No, no. <laughs> He's the he. Have you guys seen that guy on TikTok who's like, it's really hard being a Twitch streamer. I get up every day and drink G and then go back to bed because I'm so tired. That's who he is. Please tell me you see this person on TikTok. Fuck. What is your for you page? No, there's a guy who basically he's like, I'm a Twitch streamer, and that's a really. He literally said being a Twitch streamer is harder than your nine to five, and then he put a video of him chugging G Fuel and taping cords to walls. And then he goes, anyway, I was pretty tired of doing that, so I went back to bed. No, I was just gonna bring up also how, um, yeah, the, the pacing of this does make sense. Although at first I kept being like, okay, where's Luthen? <laughs> I kept waiting for the scene that they showed as like a preview, you know, with like Luthen and Cassie and talking in the little like warehouse. I was just like, where is it? <laughs> where is it? When's it gonna okay. show up? When in that scene in that place, did anybody be like, okay, what did they do in there? Why are there things falling from the ceiling? What in the Mario fuck is going on? <laughs> no, because <laughs> that building wasn't OSHA violation. Let's be real. Is it Star? What is Star Wars if not OSHA violations per- persevering? Like it's been OSHA violations okay. the whole time. Have you guys seen the Brian David Gilbert Unraveled, where he talks about all of the OSHA violations in Super yes. Smash Bros? I need yeah. someone to do that. For all of Star Wars post haste, <laughs> Starlight be no railings anywhere. They have no I, railings anywhere. They just have endless pit. Unfortunately, I, that is a joke that they did make in Family Guy Blue Harvest. So I, bad news. I will say, oh when I was watching the Rings of Power and they go into Casa Doom, I was like, no, not the Star Wars, not the Star Wars OSHA violations with no railings. No, not this again. I just was like, they just don't want to fucking spend time to put railings they're like we don't got time for railings if you fall that's on you i'm just like i know someone got a huge settlement palpatine that, how the fuck do you think palpatine was able to go to the fucking to fucking exegol he got the fucking fattest settlement from the empire because he was like i fell into that fucking pit i was pushed in that goddamn pit not clickbait <laughs> You are going to pay me so much money right now. My former coworker pushed me into a, a pit. Story of emotional, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses, real. I will also say there is a difference between what is actually in the show and what the their like marketing narrative is because their marketing narrative is like this is different from the rest of Star Wars. And then I watched it and I was like, it's actually not that di-. like in maybe like tone and and like some more adult themes. Absolutely. Um, for sure but it actually isn't that much different than the rest of star wars um with a lot of things uh especially if the girlies have watched rebels um i mean there's jedi shit in rebels but other than that like it is actually quite similar in in several ways uh and like the thematic stuff i talked about earlier but like they're really hammering that stuff home and so they're like there's not gonna be any cannules and they're like 
okay, like that's kind of like that's like a that's a marketing push. Uh, <laughs> that is the marketing push. Like it's it, it's okay. Like that's not that's not the reality. You know, at first when they were like, we're gonna show the first three episodes for the premiere, and we're all kind of like, wow, that's a that's a lot of fucking episodes. But it makes sense. After seeing it, you're like, ah, I see. Because if they had just left it at, like, one episode, I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, doing the first three, and it wraps up nicely, it, good, it was a good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I agree with that. I will also say, um, I didn't know the length of the episodes before going to watch them, and I was pleasantly surprised they were all under an hour. Like, honestly... Uh, I was very happy about that because I was like, first it was like three hours of television in a row. No, I will not be doing that. But um, I really enjoyed the length. I felt like one thing about this is that they really did utilize like every second that they had on screen. I I know that some people have been feeling like, I, well, like the pacing is kind of slow, but honestly, I didn't feel like it was. I felt like I was really happy with the speed that the story was progressing. I felt like we finally have a balance between like, running at the wall almost in terms of finishing the story like I feel like Kenobi had to speed up a lot at some points to make it through what I wanted to say and Book of Boba Fett had a snail's pace for three and a half episodes this feels like a very nice like they know what story they want to tell they know how they want to go about it it feels very internally consistent already and I'm actually like way more excited for the rest of the show than I thought that I would be when it was like first coming out so yeah I agree yeah I would say overall, I'm like, I'm really pumped for this. And I agree with Jess, like the three episodes that they released really do like fit nicely together is like, this is what we're doing for the show. And I enjoyed it. Well, Ollie said about how it's chapters of a book um, and what you were saying about like pacing. Um, you can very much tell that they are. I love when streaming television finally gets this right when they are using the medium of television to be television and they wanted it to be longer. Like, the stuff about about Kenobi when they're like, oh, we wanted it to be like a six-episode movie. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. Please. If you're doing the medium of television, do it. And you can very much tell that Tony Gilroy, like, he was the script doctor on Rogue One um, after they did stuff, whatever. You can tell that he is a script doctor. You can tell there was a reason why every minute is utilized in a certain way. Also, from, like, a business perspective, um, I think it's just very interesting that, like, all these streaming services they have been experimenting with like the eight episode structure and like the cons and the pros of that for a bit and now disney plus is doing like these longer seasons with 12 episodes they announced the daredevil show that's going to be 22 episodes in the season if i read that correctly am i wrong um and so i'm like oh and now all the streaming services are releasing week by week like they're finally realizing oh Maybe we like th- we're finally finding that that medium, and I like how Andor is playing with that. I think some people might think it's slow. I might th- some people might think it's fast, but I I like that we're experimenting a little bit. Yeah, I think t- for to surmise my final thoughts is that Claudia, you kind of nailed it on the head earlier when you were talking about like how this story is unraveling. I feel like the first three episodes was like a great like building of like a cootie catcher and the rest of the show is just gonna be like i'm gonna i'm gonna unfold this part that we felt we folded in the first three episodes to discover okay this is what's going on here closing it moving on to something else and i'm really excited to see where it's gonna go it's it's funny you guys were saying that the three episodes feel like a really good setup i think that was my only one thing is i was like unless they like if they had not chosen to release all the three at once, I would have definitely been like, you have a problem of a shit ass pilot. Um, and which is interesting to me is it's like, 
you know, at least with broadcast television, your pilot has to be off the shits. It doesn't have to really represent the rest of the show. Like, there's a lot of pilots that are not that great or they don't represent the rest of the show, whatever. But a pilot is very specific. Um, and a second episode is, all, like, to me, second episodes are usually the best ones, that kind of thing. So, like, it is interesting from an experimentation point of view of, like, those three episodes, like, those would have been, like, your hour-long pilot when the rest of the season is is – 30 minutes or 37 minutes or whatever um I'm like what was the what was the purpose there because if if you hadn't released it that way I might have been like hmm okay no no. (laughs) if it had taken us a month to get all of the information that we have gotten in these first three episodes yeah I fear they were like hey Tony I got some news (laughs) any other final things I just I wanted to have a quick shout out about the music uh uh because that is the one thing that I'm not liking so far. Um, that might also be... Here's the thing. I don't think it's bad. I, I, and this is also... It's kind of like a thing of like, I, I'll have to see. I don't think it's bad. I think it's like... I'm always the first person to say like, Star Wars is kind of ass. And then they put the music in it. And you're like, okay, this is a bop. Um, this show stands on its own. And then the music, I feel like it's giving like generic prestige show. And it's not giving the little extra something that makes it feel special. Not just Star Wars, but like special. Like, for example, I think about parts of Star Wars that are not John Williams. Like Michael Giacchino on Rogue One. Um, like uh, Ludwig, my king, Goranson on uh, The Mandalorian, whatever. They made a soundscape that was very different to say this is different. But it still felt like Star Wars. And I, I don't know what makes it do that. But I, 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 I'm I, right now, I'm just kind of like, hmm, that's my only thing. It's funny. I actually, like, I definitely get what you say when you're saying, like, it has a lot of similar elements of, like, prestige television. Um, which is funny because um, Nicholas Patel, who is the composer, does do mostly movies. Like, I know he did, like, Moonlight. And I'm pretty sure he did if Beale Street could talk talk yeah i mean, um, i, I so hate like, to insult him a, no no no. and i don't think you are i think you're just saying like it doesn't have the star wars like it doesn't have something crazy but i was talking with noah about this and i'm like i we both really like the theme is i feel like it it is a little bit more subtle but i feel like because this show is very different than the like the space opera that a lot of other pieces of star wars media are like the score makes sense for what it is and I'm interested to see once we get to some more like climactic moments, like one moment I really remember and I remember the score for was when Cassian is like walking to go and I, I can't remember if it's he's going to meet Luthen, I think. Yeah. When it's like the shot from the trailer where we see Cassian just like walking down the middle of like the scrapyard. Yeah, that popped off. Like that popped off. So it's like the climactic scenes, scenes seem to have impact musically. And I'm really interested to see how that develops also whenever they bring in a leitmotif from rogue one you know in season in later seasons i'm gonna scream cry jet throw up it is time for everyone's favorite segment name that ship this segment involves one of our hosts bringing a fan fiction to the table we are going to read the tags uh, the summary sometimes the title ratings etc and our friends our other hosts are going to have to figure out who the main ship is. And I have brought one today that I'm very excited about. Um, this has like um, two main ships in it. Um, and 
honestly, neither of them are like that crazy. It's just the concept here is so, so special. We ready? Shall I get into it? It is rated teen and up. So this is this is a family-friendly fic for the most part. The relationships are character A and character B, which is a pretty common shift. That is not really the reason why I brought this. Then character C, character D, and character E all ship together. So it's three people. Characters are character A, character B, character C, character D, character E. Then additional tags, we have ship name Fridays. So it's like the first ship. It's like a little moment for them. Thanksgiving, alternate universe, modern setting. And would you guys like to hear the summary? I would love nothing more. Character A is stunned and a bit confused by the overwhelming hospitality of character B's parents during his visit for Thanksgiving. So this is, this is an AU in which ship A, like the first ship, is going to the second ship's house because the second person, character B, is the child of this this polycule. Oh wow! No, is one of them Eli Wait. and Thrawn, but they're no. not canonically the child. They're not canonic. No. Okay, is is the first? So you said the first ship is like something pretty common. Yeah, right? it's, it's definitely not unheard of. Um, are they gay? No. Okay, oh. and, but they're not a canonical ship in Star Wars. No, but if they were, I'll give you this. If they were, I'd be okay with it. Okay. Have they appeared in just live action or live action and cartoons? Um, just live action. I think they have been one of them. I think they have been in cartoons, but not like a canon one. Like, I think they're not like... Original trilogy era? No. Sequels? Yes. They're not gay. Not gay. No. Is it it's Finn a... and Ray? It is. It's Finn and Ray. These okay. characters are Ray, these characters are Ray's parents. So this polycule. Oh my god! Oh, I love wow. Ray's parents. Shout out to shout out the Sith. Okay. Unfortunately, so... it is not Miramir. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's no. not about you. Miramir, okay. So in terms of parents, is this two men and one woman? Is it two women and one man? It's two men and one woman. Okay. Are they also um, from the sequel era? No. Um, one of them was was present, but was not like like he was around during the sequel era, but he is not like have, from. Have there. these characters ever had any canon interactions before, or are they just like from all over the place? Two of them have. Are they the originally? Um, no, a man and a woman have had uh, canonical interactions. No, are all of them human? Yes. Okay. Are they from the original trilogy or prequel trilogy era? The original trilogy era, yeah. So, like, the Rebellion era. Oh, so Rebels. Not Wedge Antilles, but you're right, they are <laughs> Rebels. So they are animated characters? No, they're not animated. Oh. Oh, Solo? <laughs> Rogue One? <laughs> Rogue One characters, yeah. Kira. Oh, wait. <laughs> Cassian? Cassian is one. Jin? Cassian is character. Jin and Cassian are two of the people Bodhi. in this polycule. No, this other person is not in Rogue One. This other This other person's- No! Zagarera! That's her dad. I don't know. Claudia, okay. you're done. <laughs> okay, wait. So the so the third character who is a man is not in Rogue One. Correct. Oh. Are they was... in the same era as Rogue One? Um, yes. Why was I going to say <laughs> Why was I going to say Zeb? <laughs> Zeb's not human. All Interesting. Humans. I I Alice. like no. Is he for, so they're Luke not Skywalker. From... Yes. This is Wait, this is this is Cassie and Jin, Luke Skywalker. They are Ray's parents and they are hosting Ray and Finn when they come over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Damn. 
It is honestly, Ooh, I skimmed what is through it, it with older men. It's, no, I skimmed through this kind of iconic. I, I would slay. say quite iconic. I'm really obsessed with that combination of characters. No, I'm also Why? just... The idea of Luke being, like... I'm just imagining, um like, like The Last Jedi, Luke, hanging out with... And this is also, obviously, it's a modern AU, so they do survive, so they are old. Well, I, I just like <laughs> the idea... I like the idea of this not being a modern AU, just being an AU where they survive. So, like, like... Like Endor happens, and like Jin and Cassian, that part where where Luke is like happy and like seeing the Force goes right directly after Jin and Cassian, are like we saw you across the bar. <laughs> we loved your vibe. We saw you. <laughs> we saw you staring off into space and really liked your vibe. That's what's happening during the Princess and the Scoundrel. <laughs> exactly. No, okay, no, because concept. They aren't even like waiting for the, the Force goes to go away. They're directly behind them, and Luke just doesn't see them. So <laughs> Cassian's like. This guy's making eye contact with me for like 45 minutes. Should we go talk to him? Jin, I think he wants me carnally. We have to say something. No. Jin, we need to destroy this twink. And she's like, destroy, like, kill? And he's like, we'll find out. (laughs) I, oh, this is so dark. Damn, I forgot that Jin and Cassian are so slay. Damn. They are, you know what? Some, they're bye for bye, clearly. They are so, they are people watching together and saying yeah. the craziest shit you've ever heard, but absolutely accurate. So, <laughs> it's my turn. I have something for you guys. Um, oh my god, Mel! Let's go, Mel Nation! It's not even that, like, I don't think it's that crazy of a, uh, a ship. I just, the concept to me was so amusing and I skimmed over it and I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening here? Um... So it's a fic called My Chains Are Broken. That makes it sound like it's sexual. It is not. Characters are. Character A, character B. Ezra Bridger. Avaloth. Ahsoka Avaloth. An OC. Leia Organa. Additional tags. Alternate universe, canon and divergence. Non-canon compliant. Character A, or Imperial character A. Force sensitive character A. Sith character A, mind control, out of character. Is Darth Maul one of them? No. Okay, is ah. this a character who is normally chill? Who's normally... For- who is this character who's normally Force-sensitive? No, this character is not normally Force-sensitive. Okay, is this a good character? Like a, a protagonist character? Character where- is yes. it Kanan? Is it- it's not Kanan. Because he's Force-sensitive. Are they-, are they Rebels characters? Not from Rebels, no. Okay, is one Han Solo? No. Fuck. Are they human? Yes, both of them. Are, are they people. from the Clone Wars? No. Are they two men and two women? Mm, or two women? No. Okay, it's they're straight, straight people. Are they a couple that's normally shipped together or no? Um, I feel like I've seen stuff for them before, but like, I would not call this a popular ship per se. Is the second one force sensitive or no? Yes, the second person. Can you? I'm sorry. Can you explain the ships again? Just like it's it's just character A and character B. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But, I was. So it's but, character but, but, A. But, 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 but here are the characters who are also in this fan it's fiction: Ezra, Leia, Ezra, Leia, Ahsoka. Okay, and then an OC. Okay, cool. wait, was Abeloth in there? Did I mean yeah. Abeloth? Yes. Also. Okay, right. Okay, so, 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 is this character from the movies? Yes. Okay, is this a. Uh, from a newer movie or is this from yes. the pre pre Disney wokeification? No, this is this is a woke character. Rogue okay. One? Yes. Cassie Andor. No. Bobby. No. Jin Erso. 
Yes. Yes. Is Jin the Jin is character A. So she's so she's a Sith. She's a Sith in this one. Okay, no, because why would I why would I kind of support her though? Like if that's her journey. Jin like looking up and her eyes are yellow. (laughs) So slay. So like is the other character so the other character's not from Rogue One? Yes. Okay. Is it it from um, Solo? No. It's 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 Woody Harrelson. I can't remember yeah. his character's name. No, it's he. It's me. Oh my god. Rio Rio slash Jin Urso so true. Um what about okay, so so are so are they from a movie? Did we reach a consensus? Yes, they are from a movie. Okay, is it um uh okay. And it's wokeification. Oh, and time, it's force right? sensitive. Well, that character is force sensitive. This character was in movies that were post wokeification, but also in movies pre wokeification. Is it Luke Skywalker? It is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> the fact that we both oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You're shipping them. No, because it's crazy. Because <laughs> Darthana. What? Okay. Darthana comes in and it's like, hey, Ezra, or not Ezra Bridger, hey, Luke Skywalker, uh, I'm a Sith. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and is tricked, but then she gets defeated by Ezra and Ahsoka. Whoa! And gets thrown in jail, and everyone has to be like, "Hey, Luke, are you okay? You can seem like you're like we're like like the jadeification a little bit, yeah." And then Luke's like, oh, "Wow!" So yeah, that's it. That's I'm wow. With that. That's magical. I like. That. I do like the baby girlification of Luke Skywalker that's occurring on okay. this day. He's always I been agree. baby girl. No, I know. No, but I know. now I mean, it's like is, it's more like, public knowledge. Put it putting it in in writing. I just really... also like that they refer to Ezra Bridger as General Bridger in this. That's oh, powerful. I liked, and the... also Luke is Lieutenant. So oh. Jot that motherfucking down. <laughs> Ezra, oh. Ezra said, bitch, I have picked up a lot. La- he said, no, because in Zero BBY, how many times have you picked up a lightsaber, Luke? How many times have I? I- Girl, I will body you. I don't He's been doing what- that since he was 14. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Luke? Yeah, Luke, sorry. Be is good. your birthday Empire Day, dumb fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, it is? It well, is? No, <laughs> it's not. It's like two days after. Do you have a You're twin right. sister? No, fuck you. <laughs> Oh shit, the girls are fighting. <laughs> Sabine in the corner with the popcorn. So the girls true. are fighting. The girls are cl- they're Wait. clawing each other's eyes out. This is a fic that was submitted to us from Darth underscore your underscore mom underscore gay. Oh, oh nice. Hell yeah. And it's called Cowboy Like Me. Anyway, here's Oh the t- van? The Taylor Swift lyrics. Okay, <laughs> let's go. And uh okay, here's the 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 tags or you know, character A and character B or sl- character A slash character B. Um slow burn, angst, hurt slash comfort, happy ending, uh the ship, reform, um, post rise of Skywalker. Um, character A needs a hug. Uh, oblivious lesbian chaos, healing from trauma, wacky space adventures. Are these two gonna, women? Yeah. Um, hold on. There's more tags. I'm gonna skip some of them <laughs> because I don't want to give away the characters. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like afraid that it was like graphically no. sexual. It was no. like Lone Great Storm's taint. <laughs> no. no. Who would talk about? Who would say that, that, Mel? Come on, that's disgusting. <laughs> Who would bring up Lone Great Storm's? Paint and his huge penis. 
This one's funny. Um, Ben Solo Anti Club. Uh, <laughs> this fic has a homoerotic masquerade ball scene. Oh, uh, fluff! There will be so much fluff. Um, background Finn Poe. Speaking of which, begging, uh, Finn Jedi journey. Uh, character B being character B, meddling force ghosts, first kiss. Character A looked at character B and was like, I can fix her. And she was absolutely right. Character B would love Taylor Swift. Angst with a happy ending. Fluff with feeling. Luke Skywalker being a good dad. And then character A, character study and road trip fic. Okay. Okay. Is character A Ray? Yeah. So true. Followed by, uh, this is interesting now because now this has pose a question a really big philosophical question who do we think is a swifty who's a lesbian with rose yeah i'd say rose you're so true because it <gasps> is rose yeah. let's go rose i'm gonna oh, need to read so this fic though no, well, i know the, the i know rose name. has opinions about about scooter Braun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway here's the summary after the first order falls all of ray skywalker's friends seem to have found closure closure that ray has not been able to find no matter where she looks rose tico is someone who never needs closure and who somehow always finds a way to know who she is and stay who she is without it ray has given up all hope of knowing who she really is until she finds out there are rumors about a clone frozen in time hidden on the outer rim after an unlikely run-in ray and rose find themselves on a quest across the galaxy searching for a living myth but as it turns out, this quest is going to have an outcome that neither of them ever could have guessed. Each other. A.K.A. Ray and Rose search for kicks on a wacky space adventure <gasps> road trip lesbian slow burn. Maybe, oh! maybe the real kicks was the lesbians we found along the way? Oh yeah. my god. Them being like, okay, K- also, kicks is I a like lesbian this- supporter. Yeah, oh. Kicks, you are doing so much for society right now. Also, this author... Your mind is so big. Your your mind where you're like, yeah, Finn is a Jedi. We're searching for kicks. Ray and Rose kiss on the mouth. You have the largest. You you have a you. Ah, uh, no. I love you. Rose is JJ, a Swifty. No, JJ Abrams wishes he was you. Literally, you can quote me on that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Padres. For updates, Star Wars news, and more curse shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul's Padres on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchasers, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us. May the force be with you, and don't crip it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. Don't true. Wait, what's our Andor? What's our Andorism? I was trying to stutter like uh, the little droid does. Like B2 emo? Um, Oh, we have to sing waka waka like Shakira. I will be singing. No. How will we be doing that? Committing tax evasion? Hey, hey, she was quitting. She was quitting.